The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. So welcome everyone and thank you for being a full participant in the Intentional Spirit Show. It's always a pleasure to have you as a listener and thanking you for promoting our show to other people that allows us to be heard uh, throughout all over the world. I'm definitely excited about our guest today, Chandra Alexander. We call her in Tampa Bay our own Dr. Phil. She is a life coach. She has a private practice in Tampa, but she serves people all over the world in person, on on phone, on Skype, and she is a dynamic, one of the clearest uh, people I've ever heard when it comes to being authentic as well as authentic in relationships. Chandra, welcome to our show today. So glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I know so many people know you and um, a number of years ago, I had you on the show. I believe in what you do. I believe in what you teach. I've seen it uh, literally impact um, many people and how they do relationship and family, how they do relationship at work. But more importantly, the core that you always talk about is the relationship with yourself. But how did you, how did you get started as an intentional spirit? Was, did you have a, a defining moment or, as you would say, an aha, an aha moment, but one that you actually did something about? How did you get started on your path of being intentional and aware? <laughs> well, I think, I think there were probably several moments, but I think when I decided that I was going to go to India, uh, many, many, many years ago, that was a defining moment. I remember telling my father, I'm going to India. He said, Indiana, we don't even know anybody in Wisconsin. So <laughs> he was just totally blown away. I mean, I don't even think I'd ever use the word India. But I did spend 10 years with a great spiritual teacher. And I think when I left, what I realized was that um, I think another defining moment was realizing that at some point, you, you you get what you get, and then you take that with you. And I think understanding that integrating your spiritual life with your life in the world as well as your psychological life and that it's not three different lives, it's one life, and how do you make them all come together? And I knew that I had to bring all that back into the world and make it work in in order to really live what I had learned. And and from that, 
aha moment in a series of those, uh, that's when you stepped into the work of becoming a life coach because you're you're so highly noted. You've been in Oprah Magazine. Um, you were featured in 2005 as the life coach to deliver 12 coaching sessions to what was it? It was um, it involved something with an essay. Well, it was, context, it was right? very interesting what happened because uh, Oprah Magazine had a a contest um, that they sponsored from Toyota, and the winner uh, just happened to be someone who lived in Tampa, Florida, and the prize was a vacation. And um, she said she really didn't want that, that she appreciate them giving her that. And they said, well, what do you want? And they said, she said, well, I really want to be with a really good life coach. And they did the research, and they found me. Wow. And they came to me, and they said, we have someone. Would you be interested? And then when they called me, it was really interesting. They said, well, you know, we have two other people that are a lot cheaper than you, but we think we're going to go with you. (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, that's really nice. Anyway, it was a really, it, it was a wonderful interaction. I still have contact with the young woman today. Her life has totally changed. And it was a, it was a very nice, um, it was a very nice form of recognition. I appreciated it very much. Absolutely. And, and, and well noted and um, not surprising at all because you are truly clear and so committed to, to your clients. When we, when we look at where people assume or assess uh, that we are now in our in our society are are we starting to get it together a little bit better, Chandra? When it comes to relationships, are we are we moving along? Are we starting to apply some of our knowing? You know, I'm asked this question a lot, and I I I think people will always be people. I think that the things that we struggle with are are the stuff that we're always going to struggle with. And I think that consciousness evolves individually, choice by choice, step by step. And I think every single one of us has to learn in our own way how to have genuine, authentic relationships where we feel connected, where we feel loved, where we can open, where we feel safe. I just don't think it's that easy. And anybody who has a reasonably good life and reasonably good relationships, my hat is off to that person because it takes a lot of work. It's not so easy. You know, the euphoria at the beginning, the excitement, we all get that. But anything that has some sort of a staying power, that takes a little bit of work and you have to really be willing to look at yourself to have good relationships. And the the looking at ourselves is it? Um, I, I saw on Facebook a, a beautiful posting uh, that it was a it was a photograph of like all these different shapes of mirrors, and they're all just some are decorative, some are old, um, some are kind of plain. And the, the caption says, "We are all mirrors to each other. We're just simply different." Well, that's exactly right, and I think, yes, we're all different shapes and sizes, and I think that we get confused lots of times in relationship and don't understand that what we're experiencing is really a reflection of who we are, that it really doesn't matter who the other person is. 
you know, you go out there and who you are bounces off that other person, and we get confused. He was Jim last time, now he's Peter. But the truth is, you know, if it's the same issue, it's you, you know? <laughs> and that's the thing that is really wonderful about relationships. It really gives a person an opportunity to really begin to see themselves. That is if you're willing to step up and take responsibility for that, which is really what the key is in all coaching, is it's making someone accountable for the life that they have. You know, you may not like it, but it's yours. And if you don't like it, what are you going to do to change it? So that's really where all this coaching comes up and really where all this accountability comes up in terms of making people realize that what they have is really what they created. And if they don't like what they have, they can create something else. And when you when people will admit, you know, oh, if I keep doing what I've always been doing, I'm going to keep getting what I've always got. When people are willing to get to that level uh, through coaching, are, are they able over time to break through some of those old patterns? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about it. You know, I tell people all the time, I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm really good at what I do, but I can't do it. There comes a point where it's just not about me anymore. And <clears throat> that's when a person has to assume total responsibility because lots of times uh, stuff happens, you know, if I slap you and you slap me, you're like, oh, I get it. You know, instant karma. You know, you can see the evolution of why that happened but lots of times in relationships things kind of come from left field or things happen and we're not quite sure why they ended up that way and we have a tendency to feel extremely victimized and my feeling is if it happened to you it belongs to you you know the bird eats the worm you know it doesn't have to know why it eats the worm or the worm doesn't have to know why it happened it's just something that happens and if it happened to you I feel it belongs to you. And even if you can't figure out how sequentially you kind of ended up in this place, if you're ending up in a place where you have a lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-respect, where you feel every day you're becoming less and less, you don't have any joy in your life, even if you can't figure out exactly where that started or how that happened or who said what to whom, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you have. And then if it, it's not what happens to you in a life, it's what you do with what happens to you. So then if you step up and you accept responsibility for that, the minute you do that, you end up taking your power back. And then at that moment, the whole thing begins to switch in that very moment. Is that clear? It's not only clear, it's very powerful. It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it can happen. You know, people say, well, you know, I, I try to tell people something some, sometimes, and they say, well, you know, everybody's doing it. And, and my answer is, well, you know, okay, how's that working for you? You know, if, if something's working for you, you know, by all means, uh, you know, I go home, I've worked a long time on myself. I've figured out how to do it for my, I've done the work for myself, you know. So my life goes on whether you make a change or not. So the most you can do is put it out there and hope that someone is at that point in their life where they're willing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for this. And one of the biggest mistakes people make when they make changes is they're waiting for it to feel organic or they're waiting for, it to be, for them to feel motivated. 
Well, if you've been doing dumb stuff for a long time and getting bad results, I mean, you're used to doing stuff in a very dysfunctional way. How are you going to feel motivated? You're not going to wake up one day and feel motivated to make a change. Mm-hmm. You have to use your, your head at that point, and you have to say, you know what? If I want to go in a different direction, I have to do it differently. And when I first do it differently, it's going to feel unnatural, and it's going to feel a little strange, and it's not going to feel organic. But the more I do it, the more motivated I'm going to become, the more real it's going to feel for me. And that's where discipline and doing what you say you're going to do comes in. Because lots of times people go to coaching, they say they're going to do something, they're all motivated, they get home and they don't leave. That's why with all my clients, they all have my cell phone and they text me. I hold them accountable for what they say they're going to do. Because that's what makes the difference, is the accountability. That's what, once somebody steps up and does what they say they're going to do, they end up feeling good about themselves. And self-esteem is really what allows you to have good relationships. That's what it's about. So they have to have enough of different, being accountable, to experience the different, and the difference is so that they can then start stepping into that into that new self. I heard exactly uh, that, and, and you're exactly right. And that new self, then the more you do, listen. Have you ever played a musical instrument? Have you ever uh, picked up a new sport? How absolutely. weird does that feel when you first start hitting a golf ball? How weird when you first sit down and play the piano? How many times do you sit down again and again and again, and you're like, this is not fun. Or driving a car. Day, it took yeah, me a long time. It took me exactly. a long time to understand the uh, that field that you're supposed to understand. <laughs> and driving that a car. to me is the key. If you get that, but see, the only way that you get that is if you're willing to do the discipline. You have got to do that, and that's what I realized. I learned in India that I never would have had unless I lived a very disciplined and very regimented life for so long because I didn't have any of that, you know, when, when I grew up. I mean, I was smart and I was kind of nice and I had a decent personality and everything, but I didn't know how to really make things happen. I learned. So that's what I tried to share in my coaching practice. That's what I tried to share when I talk is that you know, you can't share anything unless you've done it yourself because what you really share is just not the words you're saying, but you also share that feeling. People can feel whether or not it's possible when they listen to you. Mm, that's so powerful. I, I, it reminds me also of, um, Chandra, I know a lot of people are going, I love your sound bites and those kind of things. And I just want to make mention, because it's a book I use, that uh, Chandra has uh, a book called Epiphany. It's power statements that change your life. And you can go to her website, coachgirl.com, and you can uh, purchase it right there off of, of the website. Um to me, where you where you come from is 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 such a place that I long to see more people in the world being. Um, I would like to hold myself in that same club and tribe that you're in. Is that somewhere along the way 
people have stopped really saying, you know, what their opinion is or, or what matters. Um, like yesterday, as I was boarding a plane, um, they always, at least on this particular airlines, they always board the people with the uh, ailments first. It takes 15 minutes, you know, and they deserve the respect. They deserve to be treated gently and kind. But why don't they do it at the end while everybody else is getting settled, putting their bags up, you know, those kind of things. And I know you're the same kind of person. It doesn't occur to me not to go and share that insight because I think that people want it, you know, because I think that, okay, if enough people say things like this, this is how change occurs. But a lot of people won't won't say, oh, I didn't like that you took that off the menu or I'm not happy about the way this is going on or they don't articulate their their feelings. Are people that afraid to be empowered? I I I don't know if it's I, I don't even think they get to that point. I think that the majority of people try to figure out who they are by the response they get from other people. Rather than being self-referring, which is what you were talking about, and by the way, I, I will absolutely bring that up next time I fly. I think that is a great idea. Just incidentally, it needs to be at the end. You're 100% mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Same and this way, seats. everybody will be out of the way. I, and I've thought about it many times, so good for you. But yeah. I think what happens is that most people figure out who they are by the responses they get from other people. That's why most people try to figure out a right time to say something. And by the way, there is no right time. The right time is whenever you're authentic is the right time. You know? All right. that's, a very, that's a very powerful statement, and I'm actually going to let us take that statement into break because that's that powerful. Most people, according to Chandra Alexander, the wisdom of which I highly regard, most people figure out who they are based upon the responses that they get from other people. Wow. That right there, that's a, that's a big nugget, and I want us to pick up on that when we come back. I'm talking today with Chandra Alexandra. She is a well-known coach all over the globe. She has clients. You can go to coachgirl.com. You can also go to Chandra, C-H-A-N-D-R-A, Alexander, on Facebook. She has a public page, which she downloads all this wisdom all the time. And you can stay in touch, and you can have these aha moments, just like we're having today. I'm Temple Hayes, and thank you so much for your support of Unity Online Radio, truly a voice of an awakening world. We greatly appreciate your contributions whether it's financial or letting other people know about the show and sharing it with your friends. We'll be right back after this short break. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. What if you could transform your finances and energy level? Go from lack to lots, from low energy to high energy. 
What if it only took five minutes every day? Would you do it? Shift your patterns by listening to Jane's daily inspiring and life-changing messages. Join her global community online at www.ultimateprosperityplanners.com. Prosperity Jane, your personal prosperity cheerleader. Spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just coming on, I'm talking with Chandra Alexandra on coachgirl.com. She is a life coach uh, known in Tampa Bay as our very own Dr. Phil. She specializes in relationships, helping people and supporting people with nutritional aspects as well as with addiction. So she is all that and then some. She's a speaker, author, and TV personality. Well, I love the statement that you made before we went to break because I love sound bites. I can, that's why I think they call them sound bites. And when they sound a certain way, you can kind of bite and chew on them, right? <laughs> and you really, you know, get a lot from it, Chandra. So I love what you what you said because most people base who they are based upon their responses that they that they've made and how people have reacted to those. So how is it that someone becomes or starts to move forward in their lives and starts to communicate? This is an idea I have, or you know, have you ever looked at this or are like me at the at the airport or, you know, I have a lot of airport stories. Another one of mine is why is it that the smokers get the best seat in the, in the, in the building <laughs> when people can't wait on us with our luggage? Why can't we get the smokers to walk across the street and therefore we don't all have to have secondhand smoke? You know, little so- simple things that if enough of us would just say kindly and lovingly, Hey, here's an idea, you know, thought you might want to know. Why is it people hesitate, Chandra? Uh, I, I, I think what happens is I don't think most people are naturally self-referring and authentic. I think that that's the process. 
you know, that's the journey, whether you call it a spiritual journey, whether you call it a psychological journey, whether you call it life's journey. It's, it's, a, it's a journey uh, to, be, to being real. And I think what happens is that there comes a period in life where all of a sudden you're just, you're just not feeling good. These changes come out of a place of pain, you know, when you enter unknown territory and you don't know what to do, you know, it's not like you wake up in the morning and you say, I feel great, I want to change, you know, the the reason why people want to change is because something doesn't feel good, and I think what happens is that when you base who you are based on everybody else's response response to you, incrementally you lose yourself day by day, and all of a sudden you... You're, you, you, you have no idea what you stand for, what you believe in, how you feel. It just doesn't feel very good. And I think that at some point you're like, you know what? I, I just, I, 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 I can't keep living like this. It just doesn't feel right. So the way to begin to do this is you have to be very, very brave. It, it's not like you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're inauthentic one day and you're authentic the next. It's that incrementally you decide, one person at a time, to really just open up and put it out there. Because somewhere along the way you felt unsafe. And as you went along, you closed down more and more so that your whole way of being was to figure out what people wanted and to give it to them. But that doesn't work because people change moment to moment and... You don't want to spend your whole life with a walking on eggs relationship with everybody trying to figure out who they are. So figuring out who you are is a, is a big job. And you have to be very brave and you have to just say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it in a very kind but a very loving way. I'm going to say how I feel. And most people can't do that. It's either I take care of myself or I take care of you. But when you really start to walk the path of authenticity, you realize that communication is about taking care of yourself and someone else at the exact same time. Most people, it's I'm taking care of me and I don't care what happens to you, or I'm going to rescue you and I don't even have a thought about myself. So how do you take care of yourself and someone else at the same time? It's exactly what you said, which is you have an idea, but you need to present your idea or your thought or your feeling in a way that can be received by somebody else. So if you make the other person defensive, they're going to close down. If you tell them what's wrong with them, they're going to close down. But if you say... I have this feeling. I take responsibility for this feeling. I want to talk to you about this. I really love you. I really care about you, and I want to connect to you, and I don't know how to do this, and maybe if we put our heads together, we can talk about this together. That's a whole different way of being with somebody, which means that you take care of yourself and you take care of somebody else at the exact same time, and that's how you begin that process. You learn how to communicate where you don't alienate people, number one, and number two, you don't alienate yourself. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it totally does. And I, as soon as you say that, then 
I can see um, moments in my life or have heard moments from other people. You know, when people try to share with somebody and the other person that's receiving the information automatically gets defensive. When you really think in your mind, you're, you're just helping. <laughs> you know, you, you assume that people would like the information or something. But you're so right. When they become defensive, then that tends to put the mirror of yourself then on the defensive and no one gets anywhere. So I really like well, the, the way that, that they become going. The minute that they become defensive... The conversation literally, I mean, it, it just ends. Mm-hmm. Because the minute they become defensive, they cannot hear one word that you're saying. And then you have a tendency to talk a little bit louder and push a little bit harder, and they get a little more defensive. So there's always the do-over. So you're not going to get it right. We're not going to get it right the first time. We've been doing it wrong for so long. So you may not get it right the first time, or you may find someone get defensive. And the minute that they do that, you need to stop, and you need to say, you know what, I, I apologize. I, it, it, maybe it didn't come out right. Maybe I didn't say it right. Let me start again. I take responsibility for that. I really want to have a conversation with you. So there's nothing better than the do-over to really cement a new way of learning, because when we do it over, it happens in the moment, and it's a moment of consciousness and awareness that we just nip that in the bud. And all that energy that comes with that is able to then shift us and point us in a new direction so we can do it again. So it's not like if you make a mistake, well, I made a mistake, I guess that's it. Oh, no, no, no. So what? You made a mistake. Do it again. I had a client ask me, well, how many times do I do it? I said, how about until you get it right? I mean, that would kind of work. Why don't you do that? She's like, you know what? That's a good idea. (laughs) We we make it hard, don't we? We just make it hard sometimes. Well, our ego makes it hard. You know, our ego has to be right. But if you care more about feeling right than about being right, which is really what needs to happen, that's the shift that has to happen, where all of a sudden you're, you're really focused on feeling right. It's not about being right anymore. Personally, I don't care who's right. All I care is, do I have a connection with you? And what do I need to do to get one? And if that's not what your focus is on, you best not be having relationships because they're not going to be working. Mm, that's powerful. That's very powerful. I love that. So what are some early or easy or, mm, I don't know if easy is the word, uh, some proactive ways uh, for the people that are listening right now that are saying, wow, you know, so much of my life I'm just being, Passive aggressive. I'm I'm saying, oh, this isn't that important, or uh, it doesn't matter that much. We'll just do whatever you want. But deep inside, there's this other person, um, and I'm sure you see that a lot. I know I do uh, in counseling and things. I'm like, I'm seeing a different person than the person often is that's living with the person is getting to see because they're so different into that pattern of you know not speaking from the heart and those kind of things. Um, what are some things that people can start doing, Chandra, to develop uh, 
a stronger sense of self. Are there any ABCs that they can use to to start deepening the awareness of who they are? You know, I have a, a, a new book out. It's actually, it, it's a soft cover, and it's also an e-book, and it's called Relationship Therapy on Demand. It's not a long book, but it's very concise, and the last chapter says how to stop believing your own excuses and have a real relationship, because that's what we do. We buy into our own BS, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things it says is feel, only by feeling can you recognize a match. Thinking will always cut you short. So you have to be willing to go to your heart and get out of your head. You know, that your, your head is never going to go the distance, so you have to be willing to, to feel. The second thing saying, say what makes you feel good, what doesn't. Unless you speak up, no one has a chance to give you what you need. How's that? Is that okay? Oh, okay. It's beautiful. Next. Oh, yeah. Admit yeah. when things are messed up. Don't try to cover up garbage by pretending it doesn't exist. Everything ends up smelling. Mm. Pay for professional help if you're stuck and quit telling your tale of woe to anyone who will listen. Stop complaining. It's unattractive and whiny. Surround yourself with people who speak the truth and not what you want to hear. Gathering consensus for your point of view only further cements the incongruity between what you are thinking and what you are feeling. You end up being more confused rather than less. Try a new way. Maybe you'll get a new result. Be a stand-up gal. Take responsibility for all of it. If you don't like what you got, do something to change it. Do not expect it all to make sense. If it happened to you, it belongs to you. You want me to keep going? You like these? Are these okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Apologize. It saves a lot of time. I mean, you asked me, what are the things that people can do to become more authentic, to have real relationships? These are the things. Apologize. It saves a lot of time. And besides, if your intent was not to hurt, what difference does it make anyway? Be brave. Forging in a new direction always takes courage. Don't make a decision until everything in you says go. Don't force one because the territory is scary. This way you will not have to backtrack. Recognize recurring patterns even though the package may look different each time. That's what we were saying. Remember, you know, last time it was Jim, this time it's, it's John. You think it's different, but you keep, you keep doing the same stuff. They're usually better. Ang- they're, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Temple. They're, they're usually better looking too, but this core issue is still the same. Yeah, <laughs> you hope they're better looking. Okay, <laughs> the euphoria lasts a little longer, but the end result is usually the same. Stop believing anger is a bona fide emotion. It is not. Anger is sadness flipped upside down. When we can't feel, we get angry. It's very important to understand this. Say that again. Sadness, Stop anger. believing anger is a bona fide emotion. It is not. Anger is sadness flipped upside down. When we can't feel, we get angry. I've had so many clients come into me so angry. 
And all I say to them is, you know what? I know you're really angry. Do me a favor. Just take a deep breath. I want you to just breathe. Just breathe for me because, you know, there's a shortness. of The breath gets very shallow. I said, just breathe for me. I said, and now I just want you to feel what you're angry about. Just feel it. Do you know everybody starts to cry? Mm. Anger is always about some loss. Anger is when we do not feel our sadness. So how do you become authentic? Is you, you're willing to go to that sad place. That sad place is not the same as a depressed place. Sadness is not depression. Depression happens when you don't feel your sadness. You understand? If you feel your sadness, it passes through you, just like happiness passes through you. But when you don't feel your sadness, then you end up getting depressed. But if you feel your sadness, it passes on through you. Stop using the past and future as reasons to not stay in the present. Either the present is good enough or it's not. Speak up even if you don't have the answer. You don't need to have a solution in order to have a feeling. People are so afraid. They think, well, I can't bring this up because I don't know the answer. You don't have to have a solution or an answer to have a feeling. You're allowed to have a feeling and not know where that's going to lead or where that's going to go. Most people aren't brave enough to do that. Listen to what you are saying as though you are listening to a friend. If you hear yourself say, yes, but... Tell yourself to stop right now. Yes, but is always the beginning of a rationalization and never in your best interest. Do not act when you hear yourself say, I really should do this, whatever. Should is always about all those other voices in your head other than your own. It is what you think you should do and it is in direct conflict with how you feel. Be vulnerable even though you are scared. Let someone see, really see who you are. Your willingness to open allows someone else to be. When you wait for the other person to do it first, it never happens. Understand that being constantly busy is not the same as having a healthy relationship and a good life. And most importantly, sit quietly every day. A quiet mind is the bedrock of a life without excuses and an authentic life. Uh, so this, these are the, the little bullets at the end of Relationship Therapy on Demand, my new ebook. So I think I this, this, this is a question that you asked, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Just some really great wisdom. And there's more on that at coachgirl.com. Thank you, everyone, for participating in our show as we're talking to Chandra Alexandra. And we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you so much for being with us. If you like these messages, you can visit us at unitycampus.org. We always offer tools that help people have a greater life, not only with themselves, but obviously with others as well. We'll be right back. Imagine the powerful, poignant poetry of Unity Poet Laureate James Dillett Freeman. 
beautifully put to music by award-winning songwriter Kathy DeWitt. It's here, The Traveler, new music to the words of James Dillett Freeman, a remarkable collaboration across space and time. Sometimes from I know not what strange strand Then I am as in a dream A dream I never remember Yet somehow I understand Visit thetraveler.us to get the CD, songbook, and free downloads. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And Chandra Alexandra is certainly getting us to take notes today. I know that many of you are out there writing down these sound bites and going, what? I need to work on that. Um, what insight, um, Chandra, you're, awful, you're able to offer um, in such a dynamic and, and easy to understand way. I, I like to say, you know, often that truth is so simple and it's really not complicated. Uh, it's just that our practice and our believability that it has to be complicated. Um, but it does take work. It does take effort. It does take us showing up and, and, and willing to look at our lives from, from a different angle. I know one of the things that I value too, being a person in recovery and sobriety soon be 28 years is I, I love the work you also do in helping a lot of people with addiction. Do you specialize in any particular field or, I mean, serving people today, you're dealing with addiction uh, a lot because so many people are, but uh, tell us a little bit about that part of your practice. Well, obviously, a lot of people have addictions. And what I've come to realize after doing this for many, many years is that in reality, every addiction is really the same as every other addiction. It's whether you're drinking, whether you're smoking, uh, whether you're taking drugs, whether you're um, uh, gambling, whether you have a sex addiction, whether you're shopping. um, Addictions are all about anesthetizing yourself. And... Just like we all look different, we all have our addictions of choice, whether it's prescription, medication, it doesn't matter what it is. Anything that zones us out and keeps us from feeling our life, whatever that addiction is, is something that is shutting everything down. 
And what happens is that over a period of time, because life keeps inserting itself, it doesn't stop. We keep shoving this stuff down and not feeling it. And at some point, we're like a garbage compactor. You know how like when a garbage compactor is full, it starts coming up. And that's what begins to happen. And when our garbage compactor is too full of stuff that we've refused to deal and feel, it begins to come up. And then we feel very, very anxious and very out of control. And a bottle of wine might have done it last week, but now we need a bottle and a half. And that's why addictions over time get worse, because if you do not feel your feelings and life keeps going on, there are more and more feelings that you're shoving inside, and there simply isn't enough room. And when these feelings begin to come up, just incidentally, we don't even feel the feelings. We just feel the anxiety of all this stuff coming up. We feel very out of control. So we, whatever our addiction happens to be, we do that at that moment. Is that clear? Absolutely. It's okay. totally clear. Yes. It's, yeah. So it's very, very important to be very honest with yourself because it's only going to get worse. These are, there's no such thing as the status quo. Things are either good, getting better, or things are getting worse. Everything is moving and changing all the time. So if you have an addiction and you're not doing anything to deal with the feelings that you've been stuffing, your addiction is going to get worse. And it's, um, it's only a matter of time before it, it shuts down your life. It, it really it starts out kind of small and people kind of complain about it and then it gets bigger and then it sort of interferes in your work and your relationship and your life. It's, it's, not, it's not good. You need to really take a look at that. And when you work with somebody with um, deep addiction, you... Again, you're not only dealing with the externals, but but you dig deeper into um, those wounds or those challenges which have brought forth that in the first place, don't you? Well, you have to. I mean, you, you have to deal with addiction from the outside in and from the inside out. You know, one of the reasons why these AA groups and these groups are so important is it it, it, it just keeps you from not indulging in that addiction, but if you just do that and you don't have that individualized work, you can never get to the core because the things that shut us down are things that usually occur in our family of origin, and they're things that we bring forth into our life and into our adult relationships. And it's very important. You know, most of us have a sort of post-traumatic stress syndrome, you know, not maybe not like the people who have been at war, but many of us have that all the same in terms of what we went through in our family of origin. And we bring that into our everyday life. And unless you're willing to go back there and feel those feelings and work through those feelings, uh, they will never loosen their grip on you. 
You know, you deal with it the same way you deal with PTSD, you know, the same way. You have to go back and you have to feel those feelings in order to get through this stuff. And it's not easy work, but guess what? Being addicted is not so easy either. That'll mess up your life. Uh, no, been there, done that. and That'll run have... your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That'll run your life. Uh, Chandra, tell me a little bit about your um, your CD set. I've I've never listened to it on breaking and healing. Um, it looks well, you know what really I just did, which is very exciting. I they they um, I, they were originally two CD sets: the real deal, how to be it, how to get it, and breaking and healing when relationships don't work. And um, I've just changed them both over to an MP3 format. So. They're now downloadable on any device, so, you know, I'm finally up to date here, so that's good. And um, Breaking and Healing is all about relationships. It's when relationships are not working for you and you want to do it differently. It's three discs. It's, it's about two and a half hours. And uh, the real deal is all about authenticity. And uh, if you go to my website, coachgirl.com, it gives you a little sampling of each, which you can listen to, and, um, and certainly you can see what the different sections are on, e- on any of the, C- of the CDs or MP3 downloads. And so breaking and healing is about relationships and interactions and self-esteem. Relation, and, and it's also about, you know, I talk a lot about, uh, you know, one of the things I've become sort of an expert on, and it's it sort of was by default only because I... I had my own personal experience, and I learned a lot, was uh, a narcissistic relationship. And, you know, if you're in a narcissistic relationship, you absolutely uh, want to get that MP3 download or that CD, because uh, lots of times we think we're crazy. So if you're ending up uh, and you feel like a crazy person in your relationship, you may very well be in a narcissistic relationship, because that's what they make you feel like. Can you describe that a little bit to kind of give us some insight around that? Because that word is showing up a lot lately. um, Well, a narcissistic relationship, probably about 75% are are men and 25% women, but it's someone who's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And there's someone who, uh, at the beginning of the relationship, really comes on strong, and when you want to leave them, comes on strong, but you never know from one minute to the next when the other shoe is going to fall. So their worst weapon is their tongue. They say the most evil and nasty things, and then when you're totally devastated and you feel like you want to leave, then they come back to you and they tell you that they'll never leave you because they figured out that your issues are abandonment issues, (laughs) And and you're a sucker for anyone who won't leave you. So it's a very volatile, very up-and-down relationship, lots of drama. Uh, there's usually some addictions that surround it. That Sexual attraction is usually pretty strong in these narcissistic relationships. But that person who's a narcissist, you become his narcissistic supply. So as long as he can always keep you around, that's fine. The only way to get out of a narcissistic relationship, though, is to totally disengage. Once you realize that that's what it is, 
you can have no contact whatsoever. Because to the narcissist, it doesn't matter whether you're angry or you're happy as long as he has your attention. Narcissism came from the myth of Narcissus. Is the only way he could know who he was is he looked into a pool and he saw his reflection reflected back to him. His face reflected back to him. He has no sense of self whatsoever. And the most important thing in a narcissist's life is what other people feel about him. He's the kind of guy where everybody at work thinks he's terrific, and at home he verbally abuses his wife and kids. That's a narcissist. Is that any clearer? Yes, definitely clearer. Definitely clearer. It's a very common relationship, but it's very... The person who is involved with the narcissist totally loses their sense of self. They become more and more isolated. They, they are embarrassed to keep telling people about their story. They become smaller and smaller and smaller. People who are listening know who they are. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You, you know yeah. if you're in one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy yeah. to say I'm not. So. No, me neither. <laughs> Nor are you. Thank heavens. Been there, done that, and um, took yeah. my photo out of some of the pictures. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no need to go down that that road again. But well, I a, think the unfortunate thing is, is, is when you learn is when it happens to you, you know? Absolutely. That's how you learn lots of times. Yeah. Lots of lots of experiences from that. So I want to just highlight for everyone that you have the most easy ability to get started uh, by downloading relation therapy on on demand. At our whole life is is relationship. We all came from. We were born because of relationship, and so that's the energy of our entire life. And there's so much wisdom in this um, ebook. Uh, that can just be insightful, not only with your family, with your friends, uh, but in everyday life. And you'll definitely with your colleagues at benefit. work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with your colleagues at work, and and you can also um, do a group together or a book study and have uh, people go over, you know, how it's impacting them and how it's affecting their lives. We've been talking today with Chandra Chandra Alexander, and her website is Coach Girl. Dot com coachgirl.com noted is dr phil's in tampa bay that our own very own dr phil chandra it's been just a pleasure having you today thank you for the work that you're doing um we're thrilled that we're going to have you at unity campus on august 31st so those of you that are in the area that can come that would be wonderful and those of you that uh, live in other countries, you can also tune in on live stream. That's August the 31st. Go to unitycampus.org and you can find out that information. Chandra, thank you so much for being on thank our show Thank you for today. having me. I loved talking to you. And what a pleasure. And we'll see you real soon. Many, Thanks, many blessings in your work. Thank you very much. All right. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part 
by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music Speaks Louder Than Words. 
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.